You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Song, bro. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to this week's episode of Babes on Broad. I am Sam Wilson with my co-host Jesse Town, and we're here to talk about all things Philadelphia. We're brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You can find our podcast on BGM Radio, on iTunes, or type in Bleeding Green Nation anywhere and listen to our podcasts, and you'll be able to find us. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Babes on Broad. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at SamWills18. And then Jess is on Twitter at RunThisTown with an E13. And she's on Instagram at Jess underscore town. We also have some apparel now. So you can rep the babes on broad. Check out our store and design tree. That's dsgntree.com slash babes on broad. And get yourself some merch. And we will have some new shirts coming up in the next few days. So that's exciting. Super pumped. So Eagles killed the Jets. 31 to 6 last week, but it was very lackluster. It didn't like get me my football fix of the week, I feel. I was yawning in the third quarter. Yeah. We were at the game. We were. So at you the would game. think we would have extra Yeah. You thought we'd be in, no. you know, extra pumped up, a little bit extra extra energy. It was kind of a gloomy day. It actually yeah. poured everywhere was that ugly. wasn't Philadelphia. Even my, my mom texted me and was like, did you guys get rained out of the game? And we were like, no. Mm-hmm. And she said it poured like all day at their know. house. So we got lucky that it didn't pour. But it was kind of, it was a gray day. It was kind of chilly in the yeah. morning. And, you know, they went up 14 nothing in the first quarter. And after that, it was just kind of blah. Yeah. And I, um so we take notes all the time. And I was taking notes. And after that, like first quarter, I like toughed it through the second. And then after the like, first half, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, there's not even anything to write down. I know. Like, I normally do drive by drive, and I was just like, okay, three and out. Okay, three and out. Punt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was terrible. And then I thought I was the only one. And then the people in the morning show, the guys that I'm with, they said the same thing. They were like, we have no notes because yeah. I had. I, I literally, I, I told you, I bought the, the clear fanny pack so I could make sure mm-hmm. I brought my little notebook with me against the Lions. My pen ran out of ink. Rookie yeah. mistake not bringing a second pen. But my pen ran out of ink. And this time I went through the first quarter and was like, this is a waste of my time. This yeah. is a waste of paper in this notebook. And I put it away. And Joe was like, oh, no more notes for you? And I was like, no. <laughs> what do you want me to take notes on here? Exactly. I can tell you exactly what the rest of this game is going to be and exactly what's going to happen. And I can talk about the same three things on all the shows for the rest of the week and focus yeah. on the Vikings after that. No, seriously. And like, so if you didn't watch the game, the big thing were the 10 sacks the defense of line put on a show. And then they also had two interceptions, Um, which confuses me stat wise. 
says two interceptions, but so does um I think no it was, Skandrick. It was Skandrick. Does Nick that, Gary had one and Rodney McLeod had yeah, another one. Yeah, I have one. that. But then that was a Skandrick, fumble. So that counts as a fumble. It was a fumble. He took it out of his hands. Yeah, because he didn't throw the ball. So that was a oh, okay. that was technically a fumble return for a touchdown. So that's why they're the only team in NFL history to have ten sacks, a pick six, and a fumble return yeah. for a touchdown. Because he just. He just, yeah, mine, thank you. He did, I know. He, he just kind of wrapped it up and twisted a little he bit. He said, you can fall down now. I'll take that from you, and I'm going to walk right into that end zone. And put <laughs> that six was awesome. points on the board. Yeah, I mean, when when Nate Gary, one, got his second pick and then took it all the way back to the end zone, I was like, all right, I've seen enough today. Yeah, right. Nate Gary pick six. And if you, seriously, I tweeted this. But if you would have told me that through the first five weeks of the season, Nate Gary mm-hmm. was going to be the leader in interceptions on this team, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah. Laughed. It doesn't make any sense, but hey, it's working, you know? So whatever, whatever works. Whatever figure works. Figure it out. But the real test, Sam, is going to be if it can work against this Vikings offense. Yes. And uh, that's... Is what makes me nervous because they're both three and two. Actually, I noticed something all week. So that they're away for the next three games, mm-hmm. and they're all pretty Thank hard teams. Thank you for teams. that, Phillies. Yeah, and um, they're all pretty hard teams, but they're all three and two. Yep, decent. Yeah, they're all decent teams that we're playing. It's it's, but it's also you know you look at it and you say, okay, so who who have the Vikings played so far? Okay, they handled the Falcons. Well, which we lost to, which we should have and didn't. Yeah, that was sad. They lost to the Packers, okay. Which we beat, right? Beat the Raiders, mm-hmm. lost to the Bears, who the Bears have a very good defense, and then the they beat the Giants, which everyone should beat yeah. the Giants. Now, then you know, you look at Dallas, look who they've beat, look who they've lost mm-hmm. to. Um, and then after that, you know, the Bills, the Bills are not a bad football team, they struggle to put points on the board but they have a very good defense. So kind of focusing in on the Vikings to start, you know, this stretch is going to be telling for a lot of teams right in the middle here. Mm-hmm. And I think the Eagles are no different. And the biggest thing is going to be that defense. The biggest yes. thing is going to be how the defense holds up against against Dalvin Cook. That's, that's the biggest thing. I'm nervous about it because I agree with that. Obviously, the, de- the defensive line has to step up and really stop him. But then it makes me nervous because if they do – if they do really well against Cook and they stop him, okay, even though it's Kirk Cousins, I know you're not nervous about Kirk Cousins, but uh, Kurt, Kurt, what a guy. But it just, I don't care. Like, Kirk, all he has to do is put in the air. He's got Thielen, who's a good player. He's got sure. Diggs, who's a good player. So, like, he's got weapons. So it makes me nervous that I don't care who's their quarterback. Put it in the air, and that makes me nervous against those guys against our secondary. I absolutely agree. And, you know, I, I, I can sit here and make fun of Kirk Cousins all I want, but at the end of the day, you know, he has picked this Eagles defense apart no matter how good or mm-hmm. bad it's been over a lot of times over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, they've got a really good offensive line, which is why they're running the ball so well. Additionally, you know, a, a bigger part of that is our defensive line. We have a, obviously we have the number one run defense mm-hmm. in the NFL right now. And so far, the way that, you know, Dalvin Cook's played, they've played the 20th, 27th, 11th, 6th, and 24th ranked run defense in the league. So, Wait, so the highest is the 6th, and that's the highest Packers? is the 6th, and it was the Bears. Oh, Bears. And they only, they, they the team only rushed for 83 yards. Sorry, they're giving up 83 rush yards per game. They only rushed 14 times for 35 yards, or Dalvin Cook did at least. Okay. Against the Bears. So, but the difference between the Bears and the Eagles is, the Bears have a good defensive line, 
and they have good athletic linebackers. Yeah. We don't have that. We don't have that. And we also have a terrible secondary. So the big question marks for me in this game are going to be the linebackers. If they bring Malcolm down and let him play in that nickel spot instead of keeping him back over top. And um, it's going to be if they put Sidney Jones out there or not. Yeah. That, what do you think of those comments by Doug? I, it's concerning because he's always been, um, at least with Carson and like some of the other guys that have been injured, but Carson's coming to my mind. Like when he was obviously a mental case coming back from his knee and stuff. And Doug was always super positive about it. Like you never heard him say he was concerned about him or anything. And mm-hmm. Doug, his comments kind of make it seem like he's got to get out of his head kind of thing. And he doesn't know if he will. Honestly, I was, where were, I, it was, that was yesterday, wasn't it? It was, it was yesterday. Yes. And I worked from home yesterday. Joe had off from school yesterday and we were sitting here and I had my phone on right here and we were listening to the press conference as we were talking and Doug Peterson said that kind of line. It was basically like, you know, at some point you got to have to kind of say, okay, I feel good and I'm going to gut this out. And I looked at Joe and I went, he just called Sidney Jones he soft. He did, yeah. He just called Sidney Jones soft to the media in so many words. And I absolutely agree. And, you know, you and I talked about this about, you know, when we the, they have the different injuries and whether it's a hamstring or a calf. Yeah. And you're like, all right, like how bad is that really? Yeah. And I think – Obviously, you know, if it feels like, you know, a Charlie horse constantly, and you know, we've all pulled a hamstring before. It sucks. It hurts. And, you know, you're an athlete. I was a dancer. You get hurt, but sometimes you, you play through just it. have to play through yeah. it. And obviously you don't want to play through it or perform through it in a way that you're not going to be able to gut it out and play to your full potential. And you're actually going to do a disservice to your team. But there has to be a point where you're like, okay, I'm 23. I haven't, what, what did you say last week? No more than five consecutive games? Yeah, no more. Okay, so haven't played any more than five consecutive games. They drafted me three years ago. I was hurt for an entire season. I came in that last game just to get my feet wet a little bit, and and I haven't performed up to potential. You, There has to be a part of you that isn't like a hang your head, mope mm-hmm. around kind of. But to me, that's what Sidney Jones seems like he is. He's a, he gets beat and he hangs his head. He's not a Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills will get beat up and down the field for hundreds of yards. And he gets one incompletion that he has nothing to do with. And he's up you know, flexing. <laughs> but I love that. Yeah, you need the intensity. You need that. And you need that short memory. And I don't think Sidney Jones has that. And it really is concerning about, you know, everyone's talking lately about can the the Eagles draft picks mm-hmm. and how obsolete they've been for the last couple of years with a couple good ones here and there. But really, yeah, I agree. I think the thing that makes me most bad or mad about um, Sidney Jones is the fact that, okay, so if you're hurt, kind of like a Deshaun thing originally or whatever, or was it? No, it was Alshon when he hurt his calf. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like, you're not feeling good, take a break. Like, we don't need you this week kind of thing. That's what Sydney should have had. But then last week when you had, what, like three guys – or we had four guys, two of them you just signed that week, mm-hmm. one from the practice squad, one you had just signed as a free agent that's old. In that situation, you suck it up and you play if you can right. play. You Especially don't against keep, the Jets. That's what I'm saying. Figure yeah. it out. And I just I, – I don't know. That really concerns me. And, I, I you know, we've talked about it. Who would have thunk that – the entire fan base would have been waiting and begging for Jalen Mills to come back faster. Yeah, right? 
Um, given how some people, you know, want him benched, want him cut. But I'm at the end excited of the day, for Craven to come back too. Yeah, and but he, I think he's the same way, very much the same way. His first couple games yeah. here, oh my god, I wanted to buy him a plane mm-hmm. ticket out of Philadelphia. No, I, I, re- I would have paid for that ticket. I remember making fun of his name, like, who is this guy, Cravon? And then, like, literally a couple weeks later, being like, Cravon LeBlanc, that's our guy. Like, you know what I mean? Because he he turned it around. Right. I like him. And I like... Hopefully he comes back. Right. Later. And I like the fact that these guys, they fight through adversity. And, you know, Skip Bayless has been on talking about how many yards Dak has. And people talk about, oh, well, Jalen Mills gave up this many yards to Julio J-. At the end of a game when the clock hits zero who wins the football game who has more yards or who has more points who has more points that is who wins the game my dad always said a win's a win it doesn't matter by how much and it's true and i absolutely agree and you know it's so annoying that people are trying to find a way to complain about the jets like don't complain they won by 25 points don't complain focus on the fact that the secondary is still terrible, and you're going to actually play a decent opponent this week. Mm-hmm. And I think this Sidney Jones thing is way more concerning, and I think we talked about it last week a little bit. I'm out on Sidney Jones. I have decided that I really – I'm not a fan of his right now, and I hope he can change my mind, but I'm not a fan of his right now and I, because I don't think he has shown me anything that warrants him to have a starting spot on this defense. Now, he has to because of injuries. Yeah. And um, I think that's how most of Philadelphia feels because he also just hasn't shown that he loves the game and will do anything for his team. He's not a team player right now. Mm-hmm. He is a him player because he, I don't know, like Trey brings it up a lot, Trey Thomas, and it makes sense. It's almost like every time that he's having a really bad game and gets beat, he automatically strained a hamstring or he yep. has discomfort somewhere. You know what I mean? So yep. like, it's kind of like a dude, suck it up. Prove that you're good. Prove to the fan base that you want to be here. Prove to your team that you want to be here and that you're doing going to do anything to help them get to their ultimate goal. Right. And and I think, uh, you know, another one of those things and another one of the big differences between a guy like a Jalen Mills and a Sidney Jones is I was at a charity event last November and it was it was soon after Jalen got hurt. It was a week or two after Jalen got hurt. And um, I saw him there. He was in a walking boot. And at that point, obviously, they fired their medical staff the last couple mm-hmm. years and replaced them with even worse medical staff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they keep managing to do it, but they do. They amend the Sixers. Seriously. Well, they uh, one of the years they fired they, and they hired the Sixers medical yeah, staff. And I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I saw him and I said to him, you know, are you going to be back this year? When are you going to be back? Like, what's going on? They said foot strain. What does that mean? What's going on? And he goes, I'll be back in two weeks. And I was like, okay, is that before the Saints game or after the Saints game? And he said, oh, no, no, no. I want to be on the field at that Saints game. And that was the first Saints game where they lost 48-7. to mm-hmm. Now, granted, then talking to a few more players later, they all kind of said to me, you know, he didn't lie to you. That was much worse than they actually thought it ever was. But that's the kind of guy who he's like, he's in a boot, and he's like, um, two weeks, I'm, yeah, two weeks I'm, I'm in. And you're like, okay. And Sidney Jones is like, ow, my hamstring. And yeah, you're like, maybe I'll be in. Stop it. Yeah. Stop. Like, I I don't know. And also, I feel like you, as a person, myself, if if a team would have taken me in in the second round of a draft, knowing I was hurt and just had a surgery and would take a full year to recover and they wouldn't have me for an entire year, 
I would want to do everything, anything and everything to prove that I was worthy of that draft pick and worthy of a spot on the roster. I because agree. Right now, he's been chewing up a roster spot for three years. Especially on a team like the Eagles. Like, we're not, our fan base is not something that's like, oh yeah, like, he'll do it, he'll do it. Unless, like, we actually have faith and you prove that you're working. Mm-hmm. Like Ben Simmons, his shot. We had faith. Most, I'll say most of the fans had faith. No, they're, saying, they're don't give everybody credit. Yeah. They don't deserve it. Yeah, but, like, everybody's around him because you knew he was working. You knew he wanted that. Yeah. What has Sidney Jones done to prove that he wants to be on the field? Nothing. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it doesn't come across. And, you know, he's kind of a quiet guy. And But, it, you know, and I hate to say it, but think about the last guy we drafted from that school. The only other guy we drafted from that school was Markel Fultz. And think about it's it's a very. Sim- I didn't even realize they went to the same school. It's a very wow. similar, like, quiet, mopey. Is it an injury? Is it not an injury? But it's but it it stems from that being on the West Coast, late games, mm-hmm. not having that Laid real back. national audience or any sort of criticism or spotlight, mm-hmm. and then coming to the pinnacle of criticism and spotlight in sports yeah. in Philly, and whether that comes from us being extremely overbearing and passionate or just kids that were talented and athletic and happened to be able to make it to that cop to, to where they are now. But if you don't like once you're in the league, no matter what league it is, you have to work your ass off to be able to stay yeah. in that league. You have to have a mindset. Yeah. And that's the thing is like people don't realize the, mental aspect of a lot of sports but especially like I mean baseball is the number one mental but then football is high up there because you have to be the one to self-motivate there's not always going to be that team that gives you bulletin board stuff even though the Vikings should because they suck and they're stupid they were on their side note they're like national radio or not national like regional radio shows were talking about do it for Millie two years ago that 100 year old woman that was on the sideline when we beat them that's their motivation. She, this is how it's going to terrible. Is she still alive? No, she's dead. That's oh, why that's they're awful. saying do it for her. Oh, but R.I.P. Like, there were those awful people that were saying awful things about her they were. teams. And we don't, we no, don't support we don't, them. No, there's always the stragglers. But come on, the dude. Worst. Like, you're still caught up, though, about that year. And, like, I will sit. I will sit and clap my hands and say foals every day until I die. Yeah, right. And they gave that to me. <laughs> and that was the best thing ever. Doing it in their stadium at the Super Bowl was some of the most fun I've ever had in my entire well, life. So that's another thing that's interesting. So the Vikings haven't lost at home this year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting, though, because then the Eagles are going back there for the first time since they won a Super Bowl mm-hmm. on their field. So do you think that'll give them a little bit of like extra hype and sentiment? And like, I think there might be something to them. Because it's a beautiful, beautiful stadium, mm-hmm. first of all. Kind of walking up to that stadium and seeing it again, there's absolutely going to be some some Nostalgia. emotional reaction that happens to each of them, especially the ones that, I mean, especially the ones that couldn't play. Think about the Jason Carson. Peters, Carson. You know, there there's going to be that he wants to get a win there, hunger. Yeah, and also for the guys who did play in the Super Bowl and help win the Super Bowl, a uh, little bit of, like, Let's positive go. jitters, like, mm-hmm. from the last time we were here. Um, obviously there's, you know, less hype surrounding it, but it's an interesting extra dynamic. And I think it could, but I think it could go both ways. Like the Vikings could be, we've, we haven't lost at home yet this year. And the last time they were on the field, they 
won a Super Bowl on our field yeah. that we should have been the first home team to play mm-hmm. a Super Bowl. So it's it's really interesting, but I think there's going to be a lot of jitters on both sides. But I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, the, the Minnesota defense, they're no joke. They have 15 sacks. Yeah, they have the uh, sixth-ranked pass defense and ninth-ranked rushing defense. So they're high up there on both sides. Yeah. Or both now, parts. keep in mind, the last time the Eagles played this stellar defense, I mean, Carson didn't have to throw for 200 yards. Mm-hmm. They ran the ball very well. They they won. They they beat a really good football team. Now, the Vikings' run defense is a lot better than the Packers' run defense. So it'll be interesting to see, and I'm interested to hear your opinion, Sam, on kind of what Doug Peterson was also saying about maybe the 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 needle kind of pointing and shifting in favor of giving Jordan Howard the ball a little bit more and making him kind of that that lead back. Um, I think that kind of, well, I think one, it's about time that he gives him a little mm-hmm. bit of positive feedback and like uh-huh. reinforcement because he has performed really well. Um, what was your question again? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he should have done. But what was your question? I just want to know what you thought about it. What, what your like opinion specifically was. specifically to the Vikings or overall? To the Vikings overall, because that's another interesting thing. Jordan Howard has played the Vikings several times in yeah. his career because they were di- big division rivals. Mm-hmm. So, and he has performed very well against the Vikings over the last couple years. I don't know because when you have like a defense this good, I kind of think it might be better to have a Sanders who can pull off on the side and go downfield. You know what I mean? But then you also have that power back. So I don't know how I feel about it. It's an inter- it's a really interesting yeah, one-two punch. It's, it's complex. It is. Now, there's another element to this, and it's – did you see the quote from um, Mike Zimmer about what he said about Anderson Deho? No. That he expects him to sing like a canary to What's the Eagles. What's that mean? Expects him to sing like a canary to the Eagles about all the things that they do on offense, the Vikings do on offense. Keep in mind, he's the one that LeGarrette Blunt absolutely bulldozed on his way to the end zone in the NFC Championship game. Two years ago. Dude, I'm still sitting here. What does sing like a canary mean? It means, like, just give everything away. Like, canary, uh, like, so they're songbirds, the so just completely, okay. sp- like, just give as much as... That That was his quote. He said, I expect Anderson Deho to sing like a canary. But will he? I hope so. Yeah, but who was it? Um, What was the running back that went to Washington? What's his oh, name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul. Wendell Smallwood. Smallwood. Listen, Wendell Smallwood has a Super Bowl ring from here. They kept him on the roster for years on end when he did not deserve to be on it. Yeah. That was the only option they had. Anderson Deho got run over <laughs> on their way to not going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, the Philly person in me wants me to be like, your allegiance is here. But yes. then also the other side of the Philly in me is like, okay, respect, man. You don't have to give it away. We can beat you fairly. I feel like he's one that absolutely would. No, he's a dirty player, he so he def- probably would. He definitely would mm-hmm. be like, That's true. I got you. Yeah, he is. Well, well, little, little, little couple things on, on Kurt won't hurt us. Yeah. Just just share a little, few little things about Kurt. I'm going to call him Kurt until the end of time. Kurt. It is hard to say Kirk. It is, but you I just... You have to actually try to say Kirk. I just think there are very few things in the world that are funnier than the president of the team not knowing what your quarterback of six years' name is and it, calling is him... and But repeatedly calling him Kurt. It wasn't just like a, a yeah. flub one time. It was like over and over and over again. And it's hilarious. It is funny. It's kind of like my grandma. She still calls Dion Dylan. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. 
Supposedly a lot of old people can't say Dion or grasp it. Interesting. Yeah, they say Dylan. That's not something you've ever heard. That's interesting. <laughs> so there's a fun fact there. That's, um, that's real quick, um, just really, really quick. So what do you think, what do you expect from the Eagles offense? I'm expecting them to pull their ish together. I'm expecting them do to figure it out. Are you expecting more run or pass? Um, I, I'm expecting a, a really good balance, but I'm also expecting, I'm expecting them not to force an issue one way. And I'm expecting a lot of in-game adjustments, depending on what they're able to get. That's going to be big on Doug adjusting. I, I, I expect it to be depending on what they get from their offensive line in the run game. Cause they were getting bullied a little bit by mm-hmm. the Jets front four. And now the Jets have a pretty good defense, but they were getting bullied a little bit last week. And again, it might've been because they kind of started to slack off, but I think if they get if they can establish it it'll be good but also depends what their you know how their protection is it, it's going to depend on the offensive line. Yeah, Honestly, I, God, I think that's how that game goes. I agree 100%, but fun fact, they are the ninth ranked rushing defense. The Jets were the 8th. Mhm. So we do have that on our side. They're very similar though, but interesting. Mhm. Good to know. Good to know. Well, we'll do our predictions before we yeah, end the show. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we'll talk about the things going on in Philly. And which is which are a lot of things, a lot of things. So we're (laughs) going to do a whole little section on that. And that that will be next. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. And we're back. We are going to talk about some things in Philly that have nothing to do with the Eagles because there's a lot of fun things going on right now. Yeah, there's a lot. So the biggest news as we're recording this about six hours ago. The Phillies finally made a decision firing Gabe Kapler. Now, we talked a little bit last week about what we thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on this firing, Sam? Um, Same as last week, still. So I kind of feel bad for Gabe because I do think it's not all his fault. I think there still need to be more firings, specifically Clintac. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, he the three firings that happen right now, hitting coach during season, pitching coach right after the season, and now their manager – Clintock brought in all of them. Yeah. So how can we trust him to bring in the right guy next? Do you know what I mean? Especially because they said that he is going to lead the search for the new head yeah. coach. Or the new manager. And, yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. Do I think that Gabe was the answer to all the problems? Oof. Not necessarily. Do I think that he was he was the problem? No. That's the thing. I don't – like, I'm sad for him, but I'm not, like, heartbroken. Like, sorry, buddy. Didn't work out for you. You should have had balls and stood up and said something. And You know what I mean? Instead of just being their little puppet and going with whatever they say. Should have had balls. Yeah. And I just think that, one, they waited too long. Two, I just I'm, – I'm very frustrated with the Phillies in the sense of this is not going to solve your problem if you keep Klintak there and you let him pick the next yeah. guy. It's not Gabe Kapler's fault that the Phillies fell off after injuries when they didn't have an adequate front office there to support Klintak them. said in June – June – that they were going with what they had. You yep. cannot do that, especially when you ended up having so many injuries to your relief pitchers, and then your starting pitchers weren't performing at all, Jake Arrieta. Your best one was literally Aaron Nola. It's all you had. And you're going to come out and say, yep, well, this is our season. We either make it or we don't. No. You need to go. And after that, like – they were only like five games out of first place when they said that, yeah. too. It's not like they were five games out of the wild card. They were five games behind the Braves at that point. It's just so, so stupid to me how you could say stupid money last season. Yes, good job. You went out. You got Harper. You got JT. You better freaking re-sign JT, by the way. <gasps> so, I but will lose it. I will cry. 
I think we all will. I think everyone will cry. That would be the most stupid thing. We will riot outside of Citizens Bank Park. Yeah. We all will. Because that would be stupid. That would be so dumb. It was such a shame that halfway through the season, half of your front office completely quit. And it was kind of at that point that I started to think, you know, if this goes downhill, Gabe's done because there's nothing he can do. Yeah, literally. And he's going to be the scapegoat. So I'm annoyed in the sense of he shouldn't have been the only one. Do I, I agree. Do I agree that he you know, should be fired? Yeah. Yeah. But should he be the only one? No. And don't, oh, no, they, they fired the pitching and hitting. No, they don't count. They don't. They don't count. I mean, of the three. They the time anyway. Yeah, they don't count. They're irrelevant to me. So I just, you know, I just think it sucks in general. Um, and I just, I, I really think it's shown that John Middleton is a giant pushover. And yeah. he doesn't have a backbone at all. And Who was it? Was it Middleton's wife or Clintax's wife that was really good friends with Bryce Harper's wife when they signed him? Middleton's wife who got that done. Okay. It wasn't John Middleton or Matt Clintax who got that done. No, it was his It wife. was John yeah. Middleton's wife who got that done. I think that a lot of what they did last offseason was orchestrated by Middleton saying, okay, I want you to do this, 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 and this. Make it work. Mm-hmm. I want this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. Make it work. And obviously, Matt Clintax is the one who had to completely execute on all of it, but I don't think he did any he's of that He's not himself. the brainstormer. No, I don't think he is the brains behind any of it. I don't even know what Andy McPhail does. I think he's just there. Yeah. But, or, you know, besides talk to the media and poo-poo the rest of the season mm-hmm. with a ha- whole half left. But, you know, I, I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see. You know, we were talking during our break about the different teams, clubs that have fired. I mean, Angels, Mets, Padres, Pirates, Cubs, Phillies, Giants, and potentially Dodgers. Yeah. You know, all have openings. Um, and there are some interesting names out there. Joe Madden is one who's been talked about since it started to be talked about that Gabe might be fired. Yeah, he's. I think he's the favorite, like, that everybody would want. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, it looks like he's going to go out west, which yeah. sucks. He has a house in L.A. and yep. all that. Go back to the Angels or yeah. go to the Angels. Or if the Dodgers have an opening, possibly it's go possible. there. Um, Joe Girardi was another one, but we were talking about it. the Mets is looking where he was going to yeah. go. Um, and then but part of that is because the Phillies took so long to do this, which is stupid. I you think knew this was going to happen most likely. Yeah. And I, but I also think it's stupid because I think, I don't think I get the sense of, you know, wanting to have all the right conversations and do right by Gabe to make sure that this is the right decision. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you're also doing Gabe a disservice because most teams have their guy. Yeah. Like you let they, him get out the there and interview. I think this really puts him at a disadvantage because I don't think he's a bad manager, but I think he needs to be with a team who he's learning how to manage as they're learning how to be do a you team. Th- do you see him as going back like, or p- getting picked up as a manager right away, or do you think he's going to have to start lower again? I think he could be a manager, but I think it's going to have to be for a team that's rebuilding. Yeah. It can't be a team that's ready to win now. Like One of the big ones that they've talked about is the Giants. Yeah. And that would be a good one because they're they're about to rebuild, mm-hmm. have a young manager in there. I don't I think that makes sense for him. You know, there there were two, a couple interesting ones that, you know, we were talking about. So Buck Showalter's one, but that was Manny Machado's manager in Baltimore. He has told his front office that he would like them to bring him in. And then the other interesting one that we talked about was Clint Hurdle. Yeah, that one I haven't heard too much about it. I've heard like it here and there. So Clint Hurdle, maybe he might be a bigger possibility than we think. That's very interesting. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. No, I mean, with the Phillies, you never know what's going to happen. And but. nothing's going to come out until after the playoffs, which sucks because now we have to wait on it and sit and think about it yeah. and ponder. 
And yeah, it's just it's just super unfortunate. And all in the meantime, we can sit at home and watch the Eagles play three away games in a row because the schedulers thought the Phillies would be playing in October and it's just a constant reminder wah, that they're wah, not. Wah. I feel like watching watching these next three games, I'm just gonna be so angry because I'm gonna be If they lose them, I'm gonna be like Phillies. The Phillies are still <laughs> finding a way to screw us months later. Oh that's sad. But there were some other things that happened this week in Philly yeah, sports so that are less sad. sad. Less sad. And one of them, the Sixers and we, Ben Simmons. We got our shooter. Ben Simmons hits threes now, baby. That's right. Dude, he's going to be scary good. And it's so cool because, like, I mean, obviously we're a little biased, but, like, we're sports reporters. We know his full potential, and that's very exciting. But it's so cool to see the national people go, okay, if Ben really has this shot now, which his form looked beautiful in that picture before. It was gorgeous. Yeah, last year. It was natural. Last year when you would see him shooting, like, the gym, people were so clowning him for his form and elbow. But now it looks perfect. and it's But it's cool. Anyway, back to my original thought. To see national people actually say, if this guy has a shot, he really could be league MVP. And then that would just bump Joel down to defensive MVP, it, which is awesome. If we could have two, the defensive player of the year and the most valuable player of the year. I will cry. I will lose my stuff. I will cry over and over again. I will be relentless to deal with. I will be impossible to deal with. I will be the biggest Philadelphia sports pain in the butt of all oh, time dude. with that. Yeah. But it's also just, I mean, at such a young age, and it's obviously hard for a guy like Ben who, you know, he didn't play his first year technically. And, you know, so his first year on the court, he showed so much and helped turn that team around so much. And you see his potential at such a young age, what he can do, his maturity on the floor, the vision that he has, his ability to create shots for other people. Now if he can create the shots for himself too, it's amazing. And if he can shoot, I mean, think about it. Giannis was the MVP of the league shooting 26% from three. Yeah, if I know. Ben can just shoot that, he's Boom. MVP. You can't stop him. No. You can't stop him and you can't defend the rest of the Sixers team either. I know, dude, they're... They just have so many exciting things going on. Like, Ben aside, I can't wait. I can't wait until Josh Richardson shoots 38 to 40% in this offense, being a prolific part of this, a premier focus of this Mm -hmm. offense. He will be the three-point shooter, and I can go back and remind everyone that I suggested that he was an elite three-point shooter. Yes. And I also – I'm very excited for Horford. Like, you you have Joe's kryptonite, and then he's also – your biggest competitor in the East, Giannis, his kryptonite. Yep. So Ben can learn. I mean, not Ben. Joel can learn from it. Yep. And you use it against Giannis. And you teach yep. Joe how to use it against Giannis. Yep. That's awesome. That's amazing. Wonder what else is cool? What? For all you Zamboners. The Flyers. Carter Hart had a shutout. They're 2-0. Carter Hart had his first career shutout yesterday. 25 saves. I'm excited for him. I don't know, like... I couldn't name the last really good goalie they had because no. I'm sorry I'm not a Zamboner really. Me neither. But I will I'm, become one. I'm trying to be. I will become I'm one to be with better. Carter Hart. I'm committing to being better. I bought a Flyers shirt and I have a Lindros jersey. Eric so, Lindros. There we go. I used to call Eric I Lindros him. Prince Charming when I was little. That's a true story. <laughs> I loved Eric Lindros. My mom and dad. I couldn't tell you why. Was. I couldn't tell you why, but I really loved him. He's a badass. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, I've watched the first two Flyers games, which is like unheard of for me. I've, 
you know, I've always focused on the Sixers. I haven't yeah. focused on hockey, but I, I, I vowed to be playoffs. better. I vowed to be better. Mm-hmm. And it was really exciting to watch the Flyers last night. And I watched more Flyers last year than I had in years past. And you could just tell there was not, a, there wasn't an energy mm-hmm. out there. There wasn't any sort of team unity energy. Yeah. They were flying around last night, no pun intended. Yeah, last year, it, the most exciting thing about their season was gritty. Yes. This year, it's actually exciting. Yes. And Carter Hart, I mean, we you just said the 25 saves. One of those, I told you, should have counted for at least six. Yeah. It was phenomenal. I've never seen anything. That was insane. That was phenomenal. And he's a lot younger than I am and a lot cooler than I am. So it works out. I'm excited. I'm excited. This we, winter should be fun. We've got some awesome, awesome, awesome things going on in this city. Yeah. And we are going to rules all for And hopefully sports. they don't let us down like the stupid Phillies. Just kidding. I actually love the Phillies. I just hate their front office. I love the Phillies. I just wish you were better. And I'm sad that you weren't. But I still love you, Bryce Harper. I'm so no, glad. I, I I'm love, so glad you're here. I love all the players. Clintac. I have an accept a couple exceptions to the players. Oh yeah, okay. Well yeah, there's I, a few. Yeah, we won't get into that. We won't but get it. That's for another time. That's a whole other issue. Okay, so we're gonna pause for our second break. Um, when we come back, we'll tell you about this week's recipes, the drink, and the food. And then we also we don't have really man, many mean tweets, but shout out to us because we might Not have terminated. Yet. Oh yeah. Terminated some of the haters. So we're gonna we put out a thing for your Twitter questions, so we'll answer them. Um, we're the Babes on Broad on BGM Radio. Welcome back. We are here for our final segment of this week, episode number six. Um, so, food and drink. I'll kick it off with the drink of the week. Sounds good. You have this nifty book, by the way. So, people that don't know, that's how we get our drinks. It's like this cool recipe book. Until we find some local beers that want to sponsor us, we're going to use this. It's cool. Sounds good. So, we have a pineapple hop, it's called. And what you do, it's uh, one pineapple peeled and cut into cubes. Not bad. Reminds me of SpongeBob. And then just hollow out his little house. <laughs> <laughs> and then some just sugar, regular white sugar. And then apple cider vinegar. Vinegar. What's a vinegar? Vinegar, the Irishman. I don't know. Okay, yep, Sam's Irish. There it is. There we go. Oh, you saying <laughs> Sam's Irish. There it is. Okay, so we apple cider vinegar. There it is. And then we uh, some white rum. Oh, great. Oh, get. Oregi. I don't even know what kind of syrup. Almond syrup. It has in parentheses. I should have went with the easier one. I don't know why you didn't. Orgi. What is that word? Orgi. I don't know. No idea. Some fancy word for almond syrup, I yeah, guess. Yeah, almond syrup. That's what we're going to go for. <laughs> Gosh, the American version. And then a chilled IPA. So we'll choose that. We're not going to disclose it because nobody beat us. Wow. And then cherries and garden. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> and to go with that, something that has nothing to do with that, we're going to make some queso this week. Boom, boom. And it's going to be super fun. We didn't actually look up a recipe for this. I'm going to do this. Or free balling. Yeah, we're going to do this off the top of our head. I have a really good recipe for cheese sauce that I usually use to make mac and cheese, so I'm just going to make that. Yeah, use that. Toss some pico de gallo in there with some peppers, some hot sauce, and some, some spices, and get all fancy. So I like it. I'm excited. It's going to be delicious. Throw in a little stuff for flavor. Yeah. Some I'm flavor. excited. By good. the way, if you were looking for our... Recipe last week. We'll also post that this week because I had a little mishap. <laughs> Sam had a problem. We, uh, so me and Dion, we go to, Jess has this really nice TV wall mount. Me and Dion liked it. So we're like, okay, thanks, Jess. We're going to order one. Ordered it. Go to put it in our house, which is, it's an apartment building that's like 1800s, like Spanish style place. Didn't think about 
what we were really digging into the wall for. So we uh we start screwing into the wall, bursted the water pipe. Yep. I got a Snapchat on Saturday afternoon Ugh. of water shooting out of Sam's wall. It was terrible. Thank God my mom's boyfriend was there. He burning hot water. He was like Superman, put his finger over it and was like, oh, can somebody figure out how to turn this off? Yeah. So luckily we didn't have much damage. Like we, we saved the whole building. But there was, was no out. spinach and artichoke dip no, made No, no, because that. we uh, had to shut down all the, uh, the building water. People were not happy with us. <laughs> and it, it didn't get turned on until Saturday night. So. <laughs> yep. So there was no spinach and artichoke dip made. So Sam's going to make that this weekend. Yes, so and we'll, we'll have two recipes. Yep. We'll have two recipes. We'll have lots of, lots of dip to have for this game, and it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So before we close out our episode today, we are going to talk about some of the questions that we got from some people on Twitter. So the first one. Besides for Jalen Ramsey, what cornerbacks would you go after on a team that would logically be sellers? Just the guy from the Broncos. That's all yeah, I've heard about. Harris. Yeah, because that's the thing is, like, I haven't heard of anybody, really, that's available or looking to besides and, Ramsey. And also, the thing is, Howie's never going to trade for who you expect. Yeah, you don't it's know. It's going to be someone. It's going to be a name we don't know. I predicted the Golden Tate trade last year, actually. Oh, nice. I was sitting we on the madness. I was like, it's going to be somebody, you know, we're talking about. I, I don't even remember who was rumored to be available at last year's deadline. But I, I sat there and I said, it's going to be another Jay Ajayi kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be someone random, like Golden Tate. And then three weeks later, they traded for Golden Tate. And I was like, wow, I am the biggest genius on planet <laughs> Earth. But I I don't even have an idea. And it's, it's yeah. another, this kind of goes into the next question that was, if you're Howie, do you prioritize a DB or deep threat wide receiver at this point? What would you be willing to give up to fill those needs? And then another one was, why did Howie only acquire one deep threat who has always had injury concerns? Would you be go- willing to go after A.J. Green? Well, if you're going to complain about Deshaun having injury concerns, why on earth would you go after A.J. Green? Yeah, that. And then also, I think we're good on offense. I mean, I would like if we had we got somebody else. Like, that would be a bonus. I think they need to prioritize their secondary by far. Yeah. And I was, you, you know, have literally starters that weren't even on a roster in the beginning of the year. We're literally sitting on their couch waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. So, like, that's obviously your number one priority over a sometimes injured Deshaun. Like, yeah. you have other guys. I'd rather have Nelly than practice squad DBs. Yeah. And it also says, what receivers could you see Howie pulling the trigger on? I don't know because you don't know with Howie. And I also, like, yeah. they were like, They're, oh, would I you mean, pull the trigger on Stefan Diggs? Stephon Diggs, Diggs like, like, that'd be cool. It'd be awesome, but that'd be a bonus for sure. Oh, it would definitely be a bonus, but it, I, it's not one of it's. It's not, not like it needs to happen. Yeah, but it'd be cool if it happened. Yeah, and it also, I don't see how he he's not. You know, there he's gonna be on the if someone becomes available, he's always gonna be on the mm-hmm. phone. But it's always going to be someone who we weren't expecting. Like JJ, that was out of nowhere, mm-hmm. but it was a phenomenal move. Yeah, it was. Think it should have been a phenomenal move. Mike Grow messed that Can up. Can use him, yeah. Correctly. Um, another one. Why do you think it took so long for the Gabe decision? I think I don't know. I th- I really just think they were kind of trying to do their. They were trying to talk to everybody. Everybody yeah, in the front the office, and... all the players. I Which mean, is stupid to me though. Yeah, it just took too long. Like, dude, you knew what you had to do. It took too long. Get him out. If anything, talk to them about Matt Clantack. True. And the last question, Sam, what's your favorite color? Red. You guys will see that in the holidays because I always bring out the red lipstick, the red nails. I got it. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, but it's a holiday thing because it's a little bold for the other times of the year, you know. But it, I feel like it matches my personality. You should have guessed that, whoever wrote that. Yeah, I don't know who wrote that. I'll have to go back and look. My favorite color <laughs> is purple. 
Oh, I that love was, purple. That was my favorite color growing up. That's the room of my bedroom, or the oh. color of my bedroom. Me too. <laughs> was it dark purple or light purple? Light purple. Same. Yes. Oh, see, we're so fancy and the same all the time. I know, twins. That's us. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, that finishes up our show. So thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Babes on Broad. Try our recipes, download our show. Make sure wherever you listen to your podcast, you give us a five-star rating, leave written reviews, share with your friends. We'd love to hear your feedback as long as you're not telling us to drink bleach because our show sucks. So from... (laughs) It's true. That's happened It's true. It's it's happened. It's all right. Whatever. (laughs) He should try that first. So from myself and Sam, we're the Babes on Broad, and we'll talk to you next week. Go Birds! Go Birds! Babes on Broad. P.G.N.